Yo, who? Yo, it's your boy B Rad, um, or Brady, whatever my name is. I uh, am I trying to promote my podcast? Like, what is the whole podcast about? Like, am I like, am I making episodes? Am I trying to whatever? I don't even know what it's about. I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm just spitting facts out of my brain, whatever I deem as facts, you know. And hopefully, someone can learn from it. I picture people that are younger than me and even of my age and maybe even older uh just kind of gleaning from whatever the flip I have to say um I don't really ever have anything that valuable to say but I think that these things are very worth pondering and I feel like I feel like who for the majority of humans at least that I know listening to abstract ideas like this is a better usage of time than thinking about nothing or listening to sports radio, uh, low-key get slammed on my sports fans, um, or uh, even thinking about the abstract idea. Sometimes it just helps to learn, right? Like, I love learning. Like, I would listen to kind of stuff like this. Anyway, uh, that was a very long introduction for what I'm trying to say is, now, you know, Brandy, stop discrediting yourself. That was just an intro. It was just, we're just making conversation because of the podcast. Anyway, listen to me right now. I don't care what you're doing. Listen to me. No, um, I, the topic is is going to the next level. Um, I've had this very, very interesting thought lately as I've been kind of pondering life and people and I've been observing people. I always watch people, I observe people and I love to, uh, to, 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 to gawk. I like watching the way humans interact and the weakness there is obviously you look, you look creepy because you're staring at people. The second weakness uh, that I worry most about is I can easily judge individuals because you watch them and I like to watch, you know, micro and macro. I like to watch the way people work out. I also like to watch the way people live their entire lives from a distance, you know, um, and or close up if I get a chance to chat with them. But I'm always interested. How do you do this? How do I do this? How do they do this? This and that. And one thing that's just been really striking me, uh, the thing that I want to avoid is judging them, you know, um, because it's easy to say, well, I wouldn't do it that way. But anyway, the, the thing that I've been observing lately that's been completely blowing me away is how, how many people I see or don't see seemingly going, trying to attain the next level of something. Now, I don't see everyone's life. So, uh, for example, I could go to church and I could see, you know, good old, you know, 70-year-old Miss Susan and she is, you know, 70. So some people think that when you're 70, your life is just allowed to be nothing because you're retired. I'm a believer that you always grow. But anyway, I could see her go to church and just, you know, she's coming to church, going, going back home, going through the motions. But maybe she, like, I don't see her, like, knitting, and she's just becoming, like, a baller knitter as she ages, and, and you know, she's growing in that. That's, like, one of the things that she's continuing to do, or whatever. Um, so I, I, I want to say everything I'm about to say in the context of I do not know everyone's life behind closed doors, but I'm a very vocal and outward person, so I feel like when I'm grinding something, and I'm trying to grow something, and I'm trying to get to the next level of something, I talk about it a lot, so... Again, that might be another poor uh, uh, way that I look at people is not everyone wants to just go out and spit their truth like I do. So there's that as well. Some people do grind things that very, very few people know about because they never talk about it, which I do think talking about it is a strength because you open up the doors to potential opportunities and potential people who want to help you and whatever. Anyway, um, I, uh, all, all this to say, I feel like in my gawking 
in my judge, judge judgment filled gawking that I do as as a heathen, that a lot of a few very few people are like really really trying to hit a next level of something. And again, I can be very wrong, but this is just viewpoint according to Brady. So go with me. If I'm wrong, that's okay. The thoughts that I have still count somewhat. So hear me out. But like, I, I, there, there's a lot of people that, that seemingly, and this is a statistic thing too. So some of this actually is true, even though I don't know it for sure. People even admit to this, that some people, and this blows me away, legitimately live life to wake up, hopefully get some breakfast in, get the clothes on, shower, whatever the morning routine is, quick morning routine, nothing fancy, get in the car, get to work by nine, break for lunch, break for 15s, talk about the game, you know what I'm saying, leave at five, get in the car, drive home, have dinner, watch Netflix for two hours, maybe three, go to sleep. (laughs) Like... The amount of me that wants to crawl out of my skin and die because of what I just said is so high. And if you're one of those people, don't let my gawking judgment, you know, offend you. I'm sorry if uh, if that's you, but usually people of that don't listen to the podcast. But I, uh, there are people that legitimately do that, and those people tend to become bitter, sour. They live, you know, lead somewhat meaningless life. And I'm talking about like menial work, like. Like I'm just clocking in at my shift at wherever to get paid. This is just a paycheck. I'm not saying nine to five jobs are bad. I'm not saying Netflix is bad, but I mean, you, there's no way the hours of Netflix consumed is is because of people who like passively watch every now and then. Like there are a lot of people who you know literally watch two three hours of Netflix every single day. Plus, I, I heard it was a disgusting average. It was like three hours a day of Netflix for like the average American and in, in average age and average conditions. Whatever the case, um, I hitting the next level to me is so so important. And, and I have my own vices one thousand percent. I get very lazy. I have binged shows with my wife before. I have. Um, you know, played excessive amounts of video games or spent excessive amounts of times on YouTube in seasons, right? So I'm, I am not at all exempt from, from the hustle and the grind. And I'm also not trying to say our lives should just become busy, but I think it's just, I think what I'm calling for in this is a call to people to say, Hey, what, what are you really shooting for the next level for? What are you really trying to serve people in? What are you really trying to get excellent in? And, you know, I love Jesus, so it's not always just about, yeah, go be Michael Jordan and be a baller basketball player, so that way you can be recognized or be successful, whatever. To me, it's like, you know, how can you shine the light for Christ in in everything that we do? But a lot of times I feel like I'm I'm always fighting for the balance of, hey, what do I need to, like, shoot for excellence in? Because I do have free will and I have the capability to pray what I want and do what I want, so how can I... How can I shift that to the glory of God and, and how much of, of God wants me to be excellent in what I do? You know, I mean, the Bible says to do everything as if for the Lord, to honor him and and such. So to me, that's part of my plan. Uh, and I, I feel like, I don't know, I just find so much purpose and fulfillment and even feel the Lord in a lot of the the grind, you know, and I don't mean again not a busy grind just for the sake of being busy, but in working out, like like do you hit the gym because it's just routine and you just do it? Like 
to me, every single day that I do something, whether that's working out, reading a book, watching, uh, in, you know, uh, in, in, informative YouTube, because I learned a lot of business stuff through YouTube, listening to a podcast, listening to an audiobook, going to the gym, eating food, like every time I do something like, man, I don't know, 95% of the time, I'm like, how can I do this better than last time? And it's just ingrained in me. I can't take credit for that. That's all God. But I'm glad that he gave me that gift. And I pray that God gives me wisdom. And I think that's a part of wisdom. And, you know, I, Proverbs is interesting. Wisdom talks about being against simplicity. And, and I need to I need to go to Strong's Concordance and figure out exactly what that word means. But being simple, it like slams on, on the simple. And I don't think God and, and Proverbs is trying to say to be super complex and, and so that nobody understands you. But for some reason, I have this feeling that simplicity, they mean laziness. You know, it, wisdom speaking in Proverbs means not attaining that next, not fighting for something new, fresh, big, you know, next in your life. It's just, well, I have this and it's good, so let's go. Or I do this and we're good, so why change it? You know, because people say don't fix uh, what what's not broken. But I, <laughs> I would rather break it by trying to take it to the next level and have to fix it than just let it sit there on on most things you know that you can grow so anyway i'm I'm articulating this very strange i don't know who all is is following along here um i know a few people that have this much attention span (laughs) maybe i should give myself more credit brady shut up this is the way you are man just speak your truth okay no uh so my, you know, for, for you, the listener and me, you know, to, to hear this and say, what, what am I fighting for the next level? So I guess I'll share a little bit of my thing is like, we do business and we, for some reason, when I talk about business, everyone gets really quiet. I don't know if people don't like to talk about business, but for me, like the family business, I love the family business. You know, I told my brother today, it's like, I'm trying to implement systems that allow us to constantly receive phone calls and, uh, and, and contact from people who need what we serve because I love what we do and I feel like we're some of the best at it. I've got a very large confidence and pride in my family business because of what my family, not even me, can do. I've seen them. You know, I just took the boys out today for business because um, they pulled through for me on a job that I designed and they absolutely slayed it and they really covered for me and helped me out. So I appreciate that. And I took them out and, and I have a lot of faith in what we do. So I am constantly grinding. Hey dude, how can I take this business to the next level? Because we have days off, you know, uh, we're subcontracted. So it's not always busy. We're not that slammed. So we have time. And in those days, sometimes I get lazy and go, you know what? Screw it. I'm just going to do what the flip I want today. Other times I say, I have a family to love and cherish. So I'm going to spend my day today loving my family. You know, that's definitely a thing too. I'm not saying get so busy. That's what I'm saying. It's, it's not about being busy. It's just about attaining the next level and absolutely everything. You know, when, when, my, when I have time for my wife, I'm working on, hey, Brady, just throw the phone down, stop, you know, constantly improving. And, and here's the thing, like, you don't have to, like, say more words per minute every time you hang out with your spouse. Like, that's, it's not about, like, it's not about that, but I feel like because the world and our flesh is constantly throwing us into distractions, right? Like, like there's a constant pressure and a constant habit to be on our phones. So I feel like by improving, I don't mean we have to look at each other more or we have to say more words or we have to have more powerful words. Maybe improving is look at your phone less. You feel me? Look at your distractions less. 
pay more attention to your wife. It's not just about, you know, the, the substance of what you're doing. It's, uh, it's more so about the, the, the prevention of distraction for what you're doing. And that's, that's another great principle towards getting the next level in anything. When I'm at the gym now, I, I, I literally, today I pictured as if I was working out with a buddy because I worked out with my buddy uh, three days ago and we killed it and we got a great, great workout in. I felt really good and I learned a lot from it and working out with him, excuse me, was very uh, centered around, um, you know, he, I would do a lift, he would do the lift, then I would jump back in and there was little rest time, you know, we kind of played that way. So I literally pictured him at the gym today alternating with me. Like I would get off the, the bar and I would picture him getting on the bar and doing sets and whatever. And then I would jump back on because it helps me to do things. Because it's easy to just go to the gym and like rest for 15 minutes between your sets and be like, oh, dang, it's been 15 minutes. I'm not even working out and waste a ton of time. So there, there's all like what well, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's always, 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 always room to improve. And we need to never, ever, ever forget that. And it's so easy in this moment too to go, oh my goodness, Brady, are you saying when I chew my food, I should be thinking about like how to chew my food better? Yes. Am I saying, oh my goodness, Brady, are you saying that I need to like perfectly optimize to get eight hours of sleep and not just settle for like seven and a half or something? Yes, I'm saying that. Like the people who who choose to live that way, and this has been said from many, many professionals. So I'm not saying this from personal experience because I've done it, though I have witnessed the effects of this very greatly, very, very greatly. But I will just decide to quote those who are like, you know, who I deem as very successful and awesome people who do things morally and honestly and authentically and successfully, um, which is what I deem as success really, is people who do this and are constantly trying to learn something, optimize something, get better at something, become wildly successful in some area. Maybe it's relationships, maybe it's money, maybe it's their, you know, connection to the Lord. Maybe it's the people that they serve. Maybe it's the people they brought to church, whatever. They, they drastically win in, in the areas that they decide to win in. And not everyone has time to optimize, I guess, everything. Maybe while you're, you're thinking about chewing, you could be thinking about how to serve your family better. You know what I mean? But like, we should just never, ever, ever stop thinking about how to get better. And I, and I get lazy and I get tired and I want to stop at times. But the people who can, who can stop doing that less often, let me say that in a different way, the people who can always optimize constantly will see the most results in their life. And I don't know how your personality is, but for me, the second I take a day off or a minute off or an hour off, I, I snowball. So I snowball both ways. If I'm cranking and I'm working hard, <clears throat> maybe you're this way. I don't know if, you're, if, if everyone's this way. I think most people are, but um, if, if, I'm start, if I start getting momentum in business and start cranking away, then I start, I keep going, you know, it's like I'm feeling it and then I get home and, you know, having kids has been interesting, but I try to break away from that and spend time with my kids and love them while they're awake and love my wife and maybe I jump back into work after the kids go to bed or, or whatever, wherever I feel my mind taking me. And again, not busy work, it's very purpose-filled, very purpose-filled, don't, get me, don't, 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 don't hear me wrong here. But to me, it's like the more I snowball that direction, the more I keep going. But the more that I decide, you know what, I'm not going to work out tomorrow. You know what, I'm, I'm not going to bring lunch tomorrow. I'm just going to do whatever. I'm going to spend money on lunch. You know what, I'm going to try to cut out of work early. I'm going to try to, you know, watch a YouTube video about something, you know, entertainment related while I'm working. Or when I get home, I'm just going to crash. I'm going to do this. And it, it's easy to say, well, but we need that time to rest. And you do need time to rest. But it's funny, right? Like while you're resting, you need to be saying, how can I rest better? <laughs> it's like, you can never stop this if you really want to get to the level that most of us want to get to. And if you are the kind of person that doesn't care about attaining the next level in your life, you probably stopped listening to this within five minutes, uh, if you listen to it at all. So 
uh, that's the kind of people that usually don't want to keep moving forward. They're usually not trying to optimize life. But you know, I've heard people say, I want to get paid the most money while doing the least amount of work. And I just want to punch them in the face and go, why? Like, that's because you hate the job you do. Like, why? Like, it's, it's also, that's like saying, I, I just want my wife to know I love her with like the least amount of effort. You know what I mean? I just want my kids to like, to get by and to like be good people, but like do the least amount of hanging out with them that I have to. Like, I don't want, I don't want to live my life that way. I don't want to live my life on least. I want to live my life on most. I want to, I want to spend the most time that I can with my children to instill leadership in them and instill the Lord and principles and solidity of, of character and manliness into my boys and femininity and security into my, into my girl, into my daughter. At this time, we have two boys and, and a baby about to come in a month here, um, or less. A girl. Praise God. I'm scared. I'm pumped. I want, I want to spend the most time with my wife that I can. I want to spend the most time in my business serving other people and being purpose-filled. You know what I mean? Like, I don't... I hate when people say that. I want to spend the least time getting paid the most possible. I'm like, you lazy chump. You, you, you got no purpose in what you do. Unless that's to say, I want more time with my family or whatever, which is absolutely true. But I just feel like that's the lazy way to say it. And I, I just know so many people who act that way. And I just don't understand. Like, and, and let me share something that this is maybe completely a flaw. This may completely be a flaw in me, but I want to share something that... I never stop trying to attain the next level. Even when I'm playing video games, I play games that allow me to advance. And if I've hit a, played a video game where I can't advance any further, I stop playing that video game. <clears throat> like in church, I, wa- I want to advance. I want to be part of teams that are growing. I want to lead. I want to step into new positions. Or if I'm not, so for me, I'm either growing or I'm dying. And I really feel that. And the second I start dying, your boy is out. And we have left churches, and we pray a long time about it. And to those who hate church hopping, I'm sorry. But I've been a part of like four to six churches in my life officially, and I've served at every single one of them. We did worship at all the churches we've been a part of. I've led worship. I've, I've, I've followed a worship leader. I've set up chairs. I've ran uh, teams. I have taught classes. I've spoken. I've whatever. I've done a lot of things in the church, and... You know, to me, the church is an organization that needs to be the healthiest of all, first of all. But but that said, if I'm part of a church that is not allowing me to grow and the leader is capping me, and I don't mean to take over. I don't mean to be able to say something. I don't mean to reformat the entire leadership and functions and, and let me say, core values of the church. I mean, there's, there's a cap on me. There's micromanagement. There's, well, no, no, Brady, we're not going to do that because... That's not what I feel, you know. It, those are the churches, and I'm realizing that recently that that I don't, I just don't click with that. And I, and we, that's why we pray. I say, God, if you want us here, please keep us here. Don't let us leave. But it's, you know, we, we will start trying to explore if God wants us somewhere else. And we felt God call us to places, and we've built horrible relationships with pastors because they don't understand what it's like for someone to leave, and it hurts them really bad. And you know, Chrissy and I both do worship, so they're losing two members of the team. And usually we go to smaller churches, so we're usually core members of a team. So it tends to hurt people at times. And that's not me being cocky. I'm just saying, well, a lot of times we play, like I play drums and Chrissy sings and plays keys. So it's like we leave and they have like an acoustic guitar player and a bassist. And that's rough, you know, according to some people's beliefs. But when the church stops growing 
or allowing me to grow, like your boy is bouncing and I'm aggressive. So a lot of times it's tough. I, I try to grow aggressively. So a lot of times it's very tough for me to, to handle that because I say, dude, we, there's potential. Like you're not even going to let me come attempt something that no one else is doing that has the potential to rock it. And I get it there. Sometimes there's bad ideas and sometimes we just clash and that's okay. There's disagreements that are going to occur. But I, I, all that to say, I don't know if anyone else is feeling this or if anyone else is like this, but I just love to grow and expand as aggressively as I can. And I understand that can come with pains, right? I'm going to get scratched. I'm going to get beat up. I'm going to burn out. I'm going to fall down hard. And I have many times in life, but I'm, you know, I had this massive life shift once and I had this big question about my life. I said, Brady, you keep trying to go zero to 60 really fast. And sometimes you actually get there. Sometimes you actually do 60 miles an hour. But you know, you've seen that footage of people that start riding a bike and all their, their handlebars start going left, right, left, right, left, right, 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 And then they start, you know what I'm saying, is the video of the little kid on the bike trying to ride for the first time. They start picking up speed and left, right, left, right, left, right, left, right. And then they start falling over, you know, and they crash. I did that so much going zero to 60 in my life. I've gone zero to 60 in so many different topics. So I said, Brady, do you need to stop going zero to 60? You know, like you're trying too hard. Do you need to stop trying to go zero to 60 in three seconds? Or do you need to learn how to steer better and go zero to 60, but balance things better? Because I feel like that's a, that's a beautiful question. Some people are very, very slow. But I remember around that time, I learned of something called fast versus right. And then I wrote a little thing about it in my notes, um, and I came across this beautiful realization of personalities. I'm in, I'm in the fast category. And like my big brother, for example, he's in the right category. So people who are fast like me, again, we burn out, we crash. But we have the benefit of learning things extremely quickly, navigating situations very fast, being able to pick up on people's feelings and trends and patterns, you know, really, really fast. That's a, that's a, that is a, that is a, a blessing. But I think great organizations have both. Then there are people who, the word is not slow, the word is right. In the same way the word isn't wrong, the word is fast. So it's fast versus right. That's the optimistic way to look at it. Right people don't do things until they know that they know that it is the correct move because they don't want to see it fail. They don't do things quickly. They do things they do do things at a slower pace than fast, but when they produce a product, it smacks because they've done the testing, they've done the work, they know it's going to come out good. But at the same time, when they release something, it comes out with a huger punch than the fast people because fast people are releasing 10 things a day, right? People produce things once a month, but it, it's out, it's bang on, you know what I mean? So what's a great example, you know, uh, big cor- corporations, a lot of times, Coca-Cola, Home Depot and the like, big corporate stuff, a lot of times are hated because they don't implement things quickly. They, they implement things what they deem properly. And they're, they're sometimes wrong. You know, sometimes people are actually wrong and are actually slow. That is a thing. But, you know, the big corporate Starbucks, you know, they, they can't make decisions fast, almost even if they tried, because they would have to have managers, you know, every store manager, every branch manager would have to have as fast of a personality as Howard Schultz, you know, who runs the company. So a lot of times they're hated because it's like, yeah, I hate my company because they may, they we're not allowed to wear jeans. So like I asked them to wear jeans, but they never responded. And you know, they won't answer that. But five years from that from now, you know, and this happened while my wife was working at Starbucks, they allowed jeans on like Fridays or whatever. And then I think they allowed jeans uh, at other times. Then they start allowing tattoos and colored hair and 
these things that they could have allowed years ago and it technically wouldn't have affected the business, but they were trying to do it right. You know, and maybe that was the right move. I'm not corporate enough. I don't, if I, I can't speak till I have a multi hundred billion dollar business like Starbucks does or whatever their numbers are. Um, it, but in, on the, on the flip side, you've got these new tech companies coming up and now I'm getting into business and organizations and leadership, but that's a good thing, right? Uh, you got these new tech companies and these new startups and this whole Silicon Valley type thing where there's these new brands coming out that are trying to be very relevant, you know? And then, uh, what was the deal with by B A I T's or no, no, uh, bubbly, bubbly teas or bubbly sparkly, whatever that drink is called. You know, they, they, they made a quick move and they were, they made, they played really fast by trying to get into the market in a certain way and dominating the market with speed, you know, and, and it might not perfectly work. Maybe the drink didn't taste perfectly optimal, but that wasn't their goal. They wanted brand and, and marketing. So, you know, during the Super Bowl, they had Michael Buble on the, on the commercial. I didn't see it. I just heard about this. And then they, they hired people in regions to go out to popular stores with Sharpies and I don't know how they got permission, but they, they went in there and sharpied by hand their own product in Target to say Buble instead of Bubbly because of Michael Buble. Like a little crap like that, that's just so innovative and requires such speed. So uh, I don't even know where I'm getting with all this. Oh, so like, you know, I've been analyzing my life and I've been analyzing, hey, you know, Brady, is it worth going zero to 60? So now my goal is... I still go zero to 60, but I try to optimize it and I try to do it in a healthy way and to balance my, my handlebars so that I don't crash and burn and allow myself to play on the strengths of a zero to 60 and three seconds guy, uh, per, you know, as a zero, zero to 60 quickly person, uh, because I feel like that's the most valuable for my character. So, uh, can't remember what I was saying with all that, but I'll wrap this thing up. Anyway, I just... I hope that whether you're fast, whether you're right, whether you're smart, whether you're dumb, it don't matter. I pray and hope that everyone listening to this is encouraged to seek the next level. Because maybe you've never heard anybody talk this way, you know? And I used to discredit myself and be overly humble and say, Brady, no one really cares. No one wants to hear this. But I know that one day I might release a podcast that gets into the hands of someone that even knows me really well and, and just we're buddies and you know, they're used to me and I'm not like a revolutionary individual to them that might hear something or maybe they're new to the podcast or me or whatever. And they hear it and they go, dang, like, and it could, it can literally shift the course of your life because I've listened to thousands of hours of content like this. And there was a point where one of those pieces of content way back in the beginning started that whole course. So I want to be that for people. I also want, um, people to, to, you know, again, I, I like, if you have a better source than this to listen to on your 30 minute drive, 60 minute drive, then do it. If you need to listen to your Bible, please do do that before you listen to, to any podcast, me or not. But I want to just be a good resource for people to hear. <clears throat> so I got absolutely nothing to pitch. I got no product. Oh, unless your church needs audio video lighting install sales and design. Let us know. Give us a call. Phase two AVL. No, uh, that's the only thing I ever pitch. But um, as far as the podcast, obviously, I ain't got nothing to pitch you. I just want to share my mind and mull over thoughts. And I like doing it because now I'm kind of top of mind. You know, I have top of mind subjects now that I've been thinking about and talking to the podcast about. So thank you for being an ear to hear that my voice can can spit. So uh, appreciate you guys share this with anybody that you think it could help. If you know someone that 
you could kindly, gently, softly bring this up to and say, hey, you ever talk about the next level? You ever think about the next level? And to ask yourself right now, uh, as, I, as I cut this thing off, what are you trying to reach the next level of? What are, what are you seeking to improve and to grow? Is it your health? Is it your spiritual spirituality, is faith in Jesus? Is it your family? Is it your kids? Is it your <coughs> fitness, excuse me, or your finances or your business? What are you trying to hit the next level with? And make sure that it's as many things as you can possibly handle. Yes, I do believe that, you know, and, and rest when you can. But like I said, it's all about resting intentionally and not resting lazily. Because if you rest everything and drop everything, you might, you might lose all that momentum and snowball. But that's another subject that I need to get into, how to properly rest and, and keep momentum in certain areas. But anyway, I love you guys, man. Thank you for listening. This has been Brady Vilhar Podcast. I'll catch you guys at some very random time in the future. No one really knows when. I don't schedule these. I just do them as they hit me. So love y'all. Peace.